I'm so happy to have been introduced to Steve Chandler. Not in person, unfortunately, at least not yet, but to his work. His piece on expectations versus agreements is rocking my world. I'm going to walk you through how it will solve all your stepfamily problems, whether you're a dad or a stepmom. Welcome. I'm Tracy, the host of the Essential Stepmom Podcast, your source for information and inspiration about the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. There's a lot of material here for the dads too, because, well, because nobody talks to them about this stuff much, and it's about time that changed. There's nothing about making a stepfamily work that comes naturally. It happens as a result of effort and actual skills that you learn and practice, you know, like tennis or chess. My approach to all of this is a bit, well, unconventional. I like to live outside the box. And if that describes you too, I think we're gonna be friends. Let me hear from you. My super private mailbox is info at essentialstepmom.com and I'm always up for a chat. I decided this episode was worth starting another season for. So here we are, season nine of the Essential Stepmom podcast. I can't believe it. This is the 83rd episode. There's a lot of good stuff in the archive here. Dig around if you haven't listened to the old ones yet. And if there's a topic I haven't covered at all, let me know. I heard about author and business coach Steve Chandler from someone I met in an online networking group I was invited to although it's in New Zealand and I'm in Canada, I was invited to that group by Anne Cullen, who heard me speak at an online summit last year that I don't believe anyone listened to except her. But never mind, because she also introduced me to the MAP method, which is another life-changing experience I'm really enjoying. And I was pointed to that summit where I spoke by my friend Heather, who taught me Touch for Health, where I learned the emotional stress release move that I've shared here. And I met Heather via Kathleen, who's a homeopathic colleague. All these great connections. That's what life's all about, right? Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Steve Chandler is an amazing guy. I heard mention of his audio recording called Expectations versus Agreements, and I decided to give it a listen. You guys, He's got his finger right on the excruciating pain point of so many step-family conflicts. We're all suffering from some kind of expectation, even an unconscious one, of our spouse, of ourselves, of our kids or our stepkids, of society, of the family court system. You name it, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment big time. I want to walk you through Steve's manifesto and specifically point out how it applies to step family life. He has a great speaking voice. I won't try to copy it, but everything he says just sounds so obvious you wonder why you didn't think of it yourself. He starts out by saying, really we have two choices in life when we relate to other human beings, to have expectations and to create agreements. This sounds pretty simple, and it sort of is. He goes on. Expectations are toxic. They ruin our chances 
to have relationships with others. People rebel against expectations. They'd rather you agree about something. Human beings love to keep an agreement, especially one that they co-authored with you. If you allow them to ask you for the help they need from you to make the promise, you get to find out in advance what could go wrong and fix it instead of just being disappointed with the outcome. I think that's brilliant. Imagine for a moment that you're talking with your partner about his expectations around your involvement with his kids. It turns out that he expects you to act like a mother figure to them. You might find it flattering that he would think so highly of you, but you don't really know what all of that entails. So you need to agree about a few things. For instance, are you supposed to tuck them into bed at night or nag them about their homework? Are you supposed to withhold dessert if they don't eat their vegetables? Are you supposed to hug them when they arrive for a visit? Has anyone asked them if they want to be hugged? I'm pretty sure they don't want to be nagged about doing their homework or eating their peas. So you can see that there are plenty of agreements that need to be made here because he's expecting things you don't know about or actually can't even deliver because there are no agreements in place with the kids. Of course, you have some expectations too about maybe may being made to feel appreciated for what you do. If it's an expectation, he either fails to meet it, which is a huge downer for you, or he meets it, which is sort of no big deal because it's only what you expect anyway. There's no room, as Steve Chandler says, for you to be surprised and delighted. And he says, you end up walking around with low-grade resentment and a sense of worry, like, he lived up to my expectations now, but what about tomorrow and the next day? Like, when is the other shoe going to drop and I'm going to be disappointed? Steve says, the more expectations I have of people I care about, the more anxious, worried, and depressed I'll be about my family throughout my life. He even says, it's really possible to go home and have no expectations whatsoever. So when you walk in the door, you can only be pleasantly surprised. You can't be disappointed if you weren't expecting anything. This sounds like kind of a dream, but the more you think about it, why can't we do this? It would be so good for our mental health to start at least being aware of our expectations and talking them out. Here's what he suggests if you've arrived at a dynamic where your spouse has a habit of saying cutting or sarcastic or hurtful things. He says, in a happy time, when you're both in a good mood, ask for an agreement for a basic baseline of kindness like you do with your friends. How about we have that same kind of thing? No sarcasm, no judgment. And if the feeling occurs, we absent ourselves. We don't have to stay there and hurt the other person. He says, people think it's a healthy thing to get things off your chest, to not hold back when you're angry about something. Like, I'm hurting about this and it's bothering me so much 
I can tolerate it better if it goes off of me and onto you. I feel better, even if I've just hurt you. It's weird, but we all really do function that way. When something gets to be too much, we just give someone else a blast of shit, whether they actually deserve it or not. He offers a very funny analogy, and you know how I love analogies. He says, I don't fight with my wife. For the same reason, I don't punch the pizza delivery guy if he's late. And it's why I don't strangle a cat in my backyard. I've decided I won't indulge in that kind of behavior. I won't do it. You know, you can make a choice not to throw your hurts onto other people. It's a choice you can make. It involves developing your awareness of your thoughts and feelings and having a plan of what to do instead, but you can do it. He says, expectations are what lead to fights. If I have no expectations but only agreements, that will never occur. Here's a really important bit. He says, people get rebellious and nasty when you call them out on your expectations. Whenever you hear what some superior human being expects of you, do you feel warm? Do you feel like embracing that? No, you get tight, you contract, you defend yourself against what they expect. We were not put on this planet to live up to the expectations of others. They have a rebellious, free spirit. They know they weren't put here to live up to what you expect. There's less likelihood of getting something by expecting it. It's toxic. It's cancerous. This is part of why I love family meetings so much as a tool. Family meetings provide a chance for kids and parents to make exactly these kind of agreements where everyone can participate. Everybody feels valued. Nobody feels that all they can do is rebel against expectations that they don't like. I bet you're saying right now to yourself, so I can't expect anything of the kids, like putting their dirty dishes into the dishwasher or picking up their wet towels off the bathroom floor? Like really? No expectations? This is where I would tell you that you need to untangle this problem. Do you just want those jobs to get done? Or is there a piece about being respected? You don't want them to rebel. You want them to do what you tell them to do. I can totally relate. I remember going through this with my daughter when she was really little. I was all about, just do what I tell you to do. I'm your mom. You have to listen to me. I remember that feeling of wanting so desperately to be respected. But that was my thing. Like, why did I need that so badly? I'll have to work that out with a therapist one day, I guess. But insisting on my expectations never got me anything but into a fight that ended with tears. Mostly mine. <laughs> I could have had a meeting with my daughter and her dad, I guess, and come to some agreements. Like, what do you think about taking a bath before bedtime? Is there a better time for taking a bath? What would make bath time more interesting or fun for you? What do you want to do by yourself and what parts do you want help with? How can you be the boss of your own bath time? I don't know, there, there are a million ways I could have framed it. 
but I would probably have learned something about what she needed in order to stop fighting with me about it. Okay, so what about people who make agreements they don't keep? I hear this all the time in my coaching. My partner says he'll correct the kids when they do this or that, but when the time comes, he doesn't do it. Or he says he'll stop letting bio mom change the schedule, but every time she asks, he says, okay, and I want to kill him. When this happens, Steve Chandler says, it's an opportunity to agree to keep your agreements. Can we agree that you won't give me your word if you can't keep it? Otherwise, how can we have a relationship together? It's a basic social contract. This is so great. This part is great. Make an agreement to keep your agreements. It sounds stupid, but it's a fantastic idea. You have to get to where you can take responsibility for saying, I can't agree to that. I don't think I can follow through. If it's, if it's about following through with consequences, I like to talk about using micro steps. You need to find some really tiny consequences, things you don't mind actually falling through on, so you can start becoming more consistent. That's just a little trick you can learn. Like when my husband told his kids that every time he had to tell them to stop fighting in the days leading up to Christmas, they were going to have to wait 15 more minutes to open their presents. He didn't say, you're not getting any presents. He said, you're going to have to wait. And then he made them wait. But it wasn't a big deal. It was just him walking his walk. They got their presents. And they've remembered that Christmas until this day. Expectations are something that make you feel scared. And they affect your self-esteem. Steve Chandler says, you expect other people to make you feel the feelings you want to have. I'm going to repeat that because I think it's amazing. You expect other people to make you feel the feelings you want to have. Yikes. <laughs> Here's a quote I love. Do not simmer in the toxic juices of your own expectations or you'll be miserable and you won't produce at the level you could produce at and have an unexpectedly happy life. Are you getting why I love this guy? I'll put the link to listen to this audio lecture in the show notes and by all means, check out his books too. I've got a stack of them on my bedside table. He says, The beauty of moving away from expectations over to agreements as a way of communicating is that I shift away from being at the mercy of everyone else and take back full responsibility for my happiness my financial fitness, etc. I'm the only one that I can work on anyway. You can't work on another person to make them better. And I think that's a great place to leave it for today. You can't work on another person to make them better. Not your spouse, not his ex. You're responsible for your own happiness. And that's actually a great thing. Because you don't have to rely on someone else for that. Or for anything really. You can create agreements when you need to and for the rest leave room to be surprised, to be curious, to be interested, to be delighted. I'm so grateful to Steve Chandler for giving me such a simple way of looking at this and of 
helping me to help my clients untangle their family dynamic problems because this issue applies to how parents and kids can get along better, especially in this tricky post-divorce landscape. And it applies to getting along better with the ex too. It's a perfect fit for us here in Stepmomland. So if you'd like to listen to the or text, as it were, I'll leave the link in the show notes. Stepmom, you are essential to your family in so many ways. If you've been following this podcast for a while, you already know that one of the most important things you can do is to clear a path for the best possible connection between your partner and his kids. I want every child to have free access to the best dad in the world. That's not because moms and stepmoms aren't important too. It's because I believe it's a child's connection with dad that propels them out into the world to become all of who they're meant to be. And that feels really important to me. So if you're a divorced or separated dad listening to this, I want you to know that no matter what kind of wedge is coming between you and your kids, you are the best dad in the world for them. But you might not be the best problem solver. And that's where I come in. I'm great at taking big complicated problems apart into simple little pieces where you can slay them one at a time so that life can be smoother and more enjoyable and your kids can relax into a permanent unshakable bond with you. You might not be able to change all of your life circumstance, but you can absolutely transform how all of you experience it. If you want help with that, I'm here for you. Set up a free chat and let me show you how I work. I can't wait to help your kids see more of what you have to give them. Go to bit.ly slash calltracy. That's bit.ly slash calltracy, all capital letters. And I'll look forward to setting aside some time for you. Thanks for listening. See you next week.